Rob Faye with more On Point here on 640 Toronto. Thank you. Wherever you're listening tonight, I hope you're doing well. And uh, it's been a great night. I love when we have good guests and they just kind of march in here one after the other with great insight for you wherever you're listening. I hope again uh, that you're getting something out of this show. Hit me up on Twitter at Rob Faye, R-O-B-F is in Frank A-I. We could talk that way or you're more than welcome to call in. We will have a segment for that before this show is done and much more. Did you know, this actually caught me by surprise, that more than 300,000 Canadians have retired, quote-unquote, in 2022. We're not even finished the year. 300,000. That's a lot. And uh, there's a lot of, uh, I guess you would say, strategies right now from companies, some big companies, some small, that are trying to find new ways to rehire or even retain people to speak more on this. Helen Hurst-Spence, she's the CEO and founder of the Top 60 Over 60. Helen, good evening. Good evening, Rob. Helen, it can't just be 300,000 people retiring. I would assume that there's a couple of different ways that people are leaving the workforce, no? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I'm, I don't know exactly what the statistic is, but I have heard lots and lots of reports where people are refuting that in that they're saying that there are other reasons. They're not necessarily retiring. They may be leaving because they've chosen to or they're nervous about COVID, so they've dropped out of the workforce, whatever. Whatever the number is, I can tell you it is high and it is causing um, some turmoil in, in, the, in that there's a huge talent shortage. But it's not going to change. It's going to continue because the population uh, that is, aging and is the fastest growing population is over the age of 65. So it's just going to continue. So the workforce is going to have to adapt and employers are going to have to think differently about what it means to retain or rehire or recruit some older adults because they're going to be living so much longer as well. I mean, we have a longevity bonus of almost like 30 years from when my grandparents were alive. So it's, that's, a, it's, that's a big number. Yeah. Well, I mean, just to give you, to give you perspective, uh, the f- children born today have a 50-50 chance of living to 100. And so uh, the first child who they expect to live to 150 has already been born. <laughs> we are living in a time because of technology, because of medical advances, because of better diets, all of those reasons when people are living longer, which means that they're going to have to work longer and work differently. So all the traditional milestones that we're used to, and such as you know, leaving home, going to college or university, getting married, having children, all of those have already been pushed further and further out. People have to go Hel- back to college and university. So it's yeah, all Helen, changing. Me, not yeah. not to interrupt you, Helen. My apologies if I do so. Go ahead. There's a st- there's a stigma though, is there not? Like, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm in my late 40s right now, and I'm already starting to feel, you know, the looks of, uh, you know, we could probably go younger, faster, quicker. Um, mm-hmm. There's a stigma with somebody in their late 50s, early 60s. How do they get around this, or is this actually maybe the blessing in disguise that they'll, you know, people in their 50s and 60s will get a better look because of the simple need? Well, first of all, what you're referring to is is, it's ageism. And there are two reasons why we have a talent shortage in Canada and probably in most developing countries. And that is because the birth rate is declining steadily and we're getting older. 
And the other reason is ageism, because most people don't, they apply beliefs and standards from last century to what the reality is about aging today. So that age, that chronological age of 65 was established in 1935 with the Social Security Act. At that time, the average lifespan was 62. Today, it's over 80, and yet nothing has changed. So we have a lot of work to do to raise awareness about ageism because all of the myths that you hear about, like old people can't, older people can't learn new skills, it's all false. It's all been disproved by research. And so what I try to do is help people understand that this is a new, a new world. They need, we need to shift that paradigm and not consider people who are in their 50s and 60s and 70s as old because 20-year-olds today are going to be working into their 70s and 80s as the norm. <laughs> this is all demographics, which um, is fascinating. Well, yeah, the old days. I remember when I was a kid, it was Freedom 55 that we were aiming exactly. for. <laughs> that was a terrific, uh, that really brainwashed a lot of us, didn't it? Yeah. It, well, well that got me. That's not going to be the case. And, and it, it isn't sustainable because people need to work longer. If they're going to live another 20, 30 years, how are they going to sustain themselves financially? Not only that, working is good for people. It gives them social connections that they need in order to, to stay healthy. Um, it gives them some purpose in life. Not all work meets all of those criteria, but um, they can, if they can finance themselves, that means they're less of a burden to society as well in terms of you know unemployment and, and, and other safety nets that we fortunately have in Canada. So everything is shifting, but we haven't uh, shifted our mindset yet for the most part. Well, you know, it's funny. I look at my kids and they look at me and they're like, yeah, we're not moving out anytime soon. Used to be the old adage, you would finish high school. And if you weren't going to school, you're out on your own to Uh, kind of fend for yourself. And now I'm thinking to myself, man, my kids are going to live with me till they're 30, 35. I'm just getting started as a parent. (laughs) That's right. Uh, How old are they? (laughs) Uh, Well, they're 20 and 18. So it looks like I got a little bit of a runway to go here, but let's kind of really quickly here, Helen, bring it back Mm -hmm. to companies and you talk about how they're going to have to change their perspectives and maybe what they had originally thought they were going to be doing when it came to, you know, rehiring and restocking the shelves. What Mm -hmm. is one sector that is really feeling this challenge? I I think, frankly, every sector is feeling it. There's white collar and blue collar manufacturing is having a hard time, but there are ways around this and, and, but it means flexibility. And, and you know, as well as I Rob, that with, with the new, norm, which is hybrid work, there are a whole lot of nuances that are going to crop up now. And people want that flexibility, whether they're older or younger. They want perhaps only to work a couple of days a week. But if you retained enough people and gave them the flexibility and, um, you know, job share, there are all sorts of ways and strategies in which you can, uh, you know, work around things. But you've got to want to do it and the people have to want to stay. So you need to make sure that the culture in your in your business is going to be attractive enough to to keep people or to bring people back or to to attract them just to recruit them from the start. But there's yeah, so there's much, a lot to chew on there. Yeah, there's a ton to chew on. Yeah, but there are lots <laughs> of ways in which it can be done. Um, but it's it really uh, what stands in the way is is our age bias. Ageism is is the most socially acceptable and normalized uh, discrimination across the world. And the reason is because we don't recognize it for the most part. 
not in ourselves nor in others, unless it has to do with the workforce and discrimination directly there. People understand. But well, they don't let's, understand. Hope that, uh, let's hope that we can move that on. Helen, thank you for your time today. You've brought up some great stuff. I think in the next segment, we're going to kind of chew on it and see what we can come out with. But uh, your insight is very valuable. Thank you for your time. My pleasure. Helen Hurst-Spence, CEO and founder of Top 60 Over 60. I'm Rob Fay, and this is On Point.